In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! Hey, on today's show, it's all about entering the retirement red zone and the risks that it presents. If you are 10 years or less away from retirement, we've got the action steps you need to take before entering life after work. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And it is another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show, live streaming on podcast, on radio, wherever you like to get your information. We are there. And my name is Scott Inman. Glad to have you along. John Shrewsbury is here as usual, and Troy Johnson in the third chair today. Good morning to both of you guys. Good morning, morning, sir. We are ready to talk about the red zone today. I feel I, like we need a little NFL on CBS uh, music <laughs> or something to go along with that. Well, I have been to a lot of college football this year. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Razorbacks have been playing in Arkansas, and uh, you know we've had, let's see, three weeks here and then one week in Dallas, and we won't talk about Dallas. But anyway. Well, actually, we are. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I guess we are. There were some red yeah. zone problems yeah, there were in that game. there were some red zone problems yes. in that game, weren't we? Yeah. But I, you know, I don't know that there's a greater show uh, in America than college football. Yeah. I, I know NFL is is very dominant, but NFL is also boring. You know, they <laughs> dink and dunk plays. They they don't play old school football in the NFL anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I just love college. It's so exciting. We you know the energy that's there is is very palpable when you go to a college football game doesn't matter whether it's your team or not you can go to anybody's college football game and the energy level is just off the charts even like the band you've got a band in college football i think the unpredictable nature of college football which is some of (laughs) what we're going to talk about about today right i mean anybody can beat anybody you don't see that i don't think in professional football as much but it, it's a bit of a wild card when you go to a game and, and the energy you're right is unmatched you you know fans look forward to it all week long, the tailgating that goes along with it, and I know they do that in the NFL too. But it, it's let me tell you, I've been to every SEC stadium. There is nothing like tailgating in college football, and we know it's football season, so that's really kind of the parallel today for us with the retirement red zone. You know, I think about that. We use that terminology a lot. It's not exclusive to Gen Wealth, but we use it a lot when we're talking about our planning process. It's a it's a great way to think of when you're getting close to retirement and how you need to play the game differently. You know, and you watch TV, you watch football on TV these days, and, you know, my gosh, the, the graphics on there compared to 20 years ago. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. you don't even really need an announcer. They've got everything right there for you. But there's this thing now that entering the red zone, right? You've seen, you see the little, yes. the little line, the little pre-imposed line yep. uh, on the field. So they'll, you know when you're entering the red zone. And why is that such a big deal? Well, first of all, let's describe it for people who aren't football fans. The red zone is from the 20-yard line in to the end zone on both sides of the field. Okay, so if a team is driving the football – and they are closing in on scoring when they get inside the 20-yard line, that is considered the red zone. So why, why is it such a big deal? Well, it's a, such a big deal in finance because when you are approaching retirement, there's a lot that can happen uh, to go wrong. As you have built all these years, your retirement assets up to a point where you're at the threshold of being able to retire. And now comes along a market like we're having right now, 
it causes a lot of pain and concern about what's to come as far as retirement is concerned. And Troy, that is the the area that we help people the most with. Yeah. You think about when you're watching a football game, at least for me, your team receives a kick. Now they have to drive down the field. Well, when they catch that kick and then they're you know on the drive, you're just kind of watching. You're not too nervous. Once you get in the red zone, you start yeah. to think, okay, we got a shot at scoring oh, here, yeah. but if we make a mistake, it's magnified in this zone. Yep. So the red zone for retirement is five to ten years out from when you retire. Mm-hmm. And and like we just talked about, that's where you do not want to make a mistake. Yeah. Well, clearly the retirement red zone uh, is, is in play, and there are several factors here that I think – come into play one is the fact that you know back in the in the great recession if you will 2008 people talked about their 401k becoming a 201k well that basically meant that their retirement got cut in half and they had to delay their retirement until things recovered because they were very close in proximity to their retirement date and they didn't have enough money to retire and they didn't have the ability to generate the income that they needed in retirement. And again, it's not about the asset level, but it's about the income that can be generated from those assets. And so the retirement red zone is that area of your portfolio's life, uh, that time period of five years, six years, seven years out from retirement, when things could go wrong. You are subject to different kind of risk there. As an example, when you back up and think about a downturn in the market like we've had uh, in this year, if you were 20, 25, 30 years old, that just meant that you were buying shares at a cheaper price in your portfolio and you were dollar cost averaging and hopefully that was going to come back up and you were going to make more money and it really was an opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. But when you are close to retirement, Scott, then that it begins to flash red and you're going, oh my gosh, uh, my half million dollars is now, you know, $300,000 or whatever the case may be. And it really does cause people a lot of consternation when it comes to retirement. When you think about the football side of this and the analogy we can draw, one of the statistics that has really become a big stat for football teams to analyze is red zone efficiency. So how efficient are you at scoring touchdowns in the red zone and how efficient are you at just scoring points in the red zone? And if you think about, you know, even the parallel to retirement, you know, I think about why is that? Because there's another stat. It's not really a stat. I guess it is. Uh, that's been a more of a recent development in, in football. You, the term "explosive plays." Mm-hmm. You, you, you didn't hear that twenty years ago. I don't chunk know what plays. That, yeah, it's chunk plays. It's basically twenty yards or more. Because the reality is, the reason the red zone is important is because most people don't hit home runs. There are deep seventy-yard uh, bombs occasionally, but the most often way you score is to plot along, move the sticks, get to the twenty-yard line. And you think about that—that's really appropriate for the way you should build your retirement as well. You should not be looking for the hot stocks. You could. You should set it into a risk tolerance asset allocation that is going to get you to your destination. It's about the slow simmer. It's not about the quick heat of a microwave. And then when you get to that 20-yard line, as Troy has already defined, it's five to 10 years out from retirement. That's when the investment strategy needs to change. So when you talk about, John, the 401k down to the 201k in 2008, that assumption is you are all in equities. And I think that's the first place we should probably spend time talking about because to your point, when you're younger and, you're, and your uh, account value goes down, you shouldn't really be focused as much on the account value. You should be focused on accumulating shares. 
when you reach the retirement red zone, it should be about income. It absolutely has to be about income because that's what's going to replace your paycheck when you retire. If you're thinking about retirement, your first thing ought to be, okay, how am I going to sustain my, my, uh, my ability to live? And one of the things that you want to look at is what is your ability to generate income from your portfolio? Troy, in our ready-to-retire process, that is job one for us, is looking at that foundational level of income. We call it the required income. Right, and you want to make sure your required income, that's how much it is just to pay all your bills and have a comfortable level of living, you know, is coming to you on some type of uh, quote-unquote guaranteed basis. So Social Security, pension, uh, we look at uh, potentially annuity income if you have a gap um, on that required income level. Um, You know, Scott mentioned that there's been some research done on like red zone efficiency and that type of deal there. So I think this is pretty interesting that uh, from – from stadium reviews is our source on this but Mm. if a team gets to the red zone just all teams you know kind of they've done a study here so if they get into the red zone they have a 50 percent chance of scoring Mm -hmm. you don't want to be in your retirement red zone five to ten years and feel like you have a 50 percent chance of having a successful retirement so we need to talk about some things that people can do to make sure their chances are are much higher than yeah. that. And and we know from watching I'm sorry to bring it up, but it just it's such an analogy. But I was the game on you yeah. to rip the, the band aid off. The game last weekend, right, for Arkansas fans, and, and obviously we know we've got people listening that aren't Arkansas fans, but for us, the three of us at this table, just you were at the game, right? Yeah. And you were I had a up close view of KJ Jefferson inside the twenty yard line, inside the two yard line, reaching out to try to cross the goal line, about to score, trying to improve that red zone efficiency. Uh, and and at a moment in the game that could have pulled uh, changed the Razorbacks lead from seven to 14 and really late in the half maybe possibly put it away possibly put it away and he fumbles and the and the Aggies return at the all the way to the other end zone and now it's not a tie game because they missed the extra point but then the momentum it's the momentum part of that oh yeah you know you think about how that can really change the game in retirement as well well and stop and think about this look in 2020 and 21 uh, we had the wind at our back Uh, it was like happy days are here again there is no way things are going to run off the rails as far as retirement is concerned because look at all the market returns that we've had and and man things are just going wonderful and then all of a sudden the game changed just like it did in arlington in a split second with a fumble and a uh, just a fluke deal where the guy hands it off to his teammate and he takes off down the sideline and and it was palpable it was very definitively you could just feel the momentum swing and and just the the energy left the Arkansas side and went over to the A&M side and it was incredible how that happened but that can happen in your retirement as well especially if you're not prepared Arkansas obviously wasn't prepared for them to run it back, you know, 97 yards or whatever that was. And so you've got a situation where you've got to be prepared for whatever may come your way. And that's why we talk to people about coming in to sit down and go over your retirement income plan with a financial advisor way before you are ready to retire. Preparing is the, the thing that gets you through bad times like that when the unexpected happens yeah i think that's the point the preparation and it is the plan and we always talk about the plan but the plan is built troy and created 
when you're in the retirement red zone and we put the, put you through the ready to retire process and you have a written plan with GenWealth, the plan expects what we've seen happen this year in 2022. Yeah, and I think we need to talk a little bit about just timing risk on all yeah. of this because if you were going to have a mistake, you know, the A&M game, if you were going to have a mistake in the red zone, you would want it to be in the first half, right? I right, mean, at least right. then you've yes. got the worst time to have a mistake in the red zone. It's a close game sure. in the in the fourth quarter, and that's really what we're talking about here. Yep. It's the fourth quarter of, of your working career when you're that five to ten years out, and that's when we really don't want to have a mistake in the, in the retirement red zone. So maybe we can talk a little bit about that and how yeah. um, timing risk plays into all this. So I mentioned in the first of the show that there are risks that you face in the retirement red zone and into retirement that you don't face when you're in pre-retirement years and farther out. And that first one is, as Troy mentioned, timing risk. It's also called sequence risk but it basically john is the reverse of what you were talking about with dollar cost averaging right yeah. when the when you're accumulating shares as a younger accumulating client or accumulating investor uh, you're not as concerned or shouldn't be con- as concerned about your account value because you're trying to accumulate shares you're purchasing shares so when the market goes down you are getting more shares for less contribution less money right and then when those shares over time hopefully go up uh, you've got more shares and possibly a better return but the opposite is true when you're because again there's no question about it retire the 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 solution in retirement planning is income the outcome is income so you are going to be receiving some of your uh ass your assets are going to be turned into an income stream on some level if you're going to use it at all and then you are selling right so now we get back to you need to be able to control when you sell and what you sell to be able to avoid what is known as reverse dollar cost averaging scott i was saying to a client just yesterday the thing that destroys a portfolio is not necessarily a bear market but the thing that destroys a portfolio is selling assets in a bear market because you're not losing in reality, you're having a temporary decline in value, but you're not losing. You don't depossess those shares, if you will. You still have those shares. They're just of lesser value. But when you sell shares, then those are gone. those shares are gone yeah. and never going to come back. And so that's one of the things that is a nuance, but it is a very critical nuance that we try to deal with here at GenWealth as we build our, our ready-to-retire process. Yeah, and the way you do that is you keep a good cash buffer um, when you're in retirement. So if you've at you know at any given point, if you've got one year to two years worth of of what you're taking as income, so whatever you're taking out of your investments as income, multiply that by somewhere between twelve and twenty four months. If you've got that amount in cash, then when we have a year like we're in right now you're not in a position where you have to sell your investments that are down. You can just use some of that cash that you've got kind of on the sideline that's primed and ready to go. Yeah, we use the uh, the story of two investors that we call James and Joe, and we've been using this for a while. I don't know how they acquired the name James and Joe. We could use any we names we up. wanted, and we had a picture of these guys. <laughs> and I always, I always found it interesting when I'd show a client this, and both guys were smiling, but one of them shouldn't be. Yeah, right? you're right. They, they were both golfing, but one of them shouldn't have been smiling. So the, the scenario is, is this. James and Joe both work for the same company, okay? And coincidentally, they arrived at their respective retirement dates with exactly – the same amount of money in their 401k plan or their IRA or wherever you want to say uh, that they were able to accumulate their wealth. And both people, both men had $500,000 when they retired. Okay. 
They both withdrew 5% of their balance, which we would certainly say is pretty darn high and probably shouldn't have been done, but that's what they did. 5% of their balance at retirement from each of their accounts to create income for each of their families to live on, right? So the only difference between James and Joe, they were invested the same way, they withdrew the same amount, they started with the same amount in their accounts. The only difference was the year they retired, okay? Yep. So James retired in 1966 and Joe retired in 1976. So you apply some actual returns beginning in 1966 and comparing that to 1976, what happened? And, this, and by the way, they were invested in a common 60-40 portfolio, right? right? As represented by the S&P 500 and 10-year treasuries. Okay, so that's that's a typical portfolio from what a lot of advisors would uh, say a retiree needs to be in, a 60-40 portfolio. We know how that's worked out in 2022, right? So if if you just say the only difference was the year they retired, apply the returns that, that, that those two indexes got for the next few years, what what do you think happened? What do you think? Well, James started with 500,000. 18 years later in 1982, James was completely out of money. All right. They did actually raise their income for inflation as well. So they, they got a little bit more because they needed to, right? That's another risk we'll talk about. Joe started with that same amount of 500,000 in 1976. And because he got different returns, because it was a different time in the market cycle, he actually had 1.2 million 18 years later. Now think about that. Now, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, it happened because of the order in which the rate of returns happened to each of them. Uh, one of them retired into a recession. The mm-hmm. other retired into a bull market. Mm-hmm. And you don't have any idea of knowing. You don't have any way of knowing. You're not a prognosticator. You don't have a crystal ball to look ahead and go, oh, this would be a great time to retire. Because, frankly, if you were in 2021, you thought it was a great time to retire. And now we're at 2022 and markets are down 15 20%, whatever they are. And now you're going, oh, my gosh, what happened here? And, and so there is no way to know. You have to actually strategize around that, Troy. Yeah, you need to have a plan that whether the markets are are good early in your retirement or they are poor early in your retirement, you have a strategy that that meets your income needs. That's what we keep going back to here. You have to be able to meet those income needs. And, um, of course, we've kind of gone through an illustration here. So I think Scott, with his perfect radio voice, has a nice disclosure to read for us. Do it it that real fast uh, disclosure. How did you us. know that's what I was about to do? Cause <laughs> oh, wow. Just because I this is a, I had the it's, paper it, up ready to read it. Disclosures are your favorite. Um, no, that's not true. But I, <laughs> I I will read it because we're supposed to. This is a hypothetical example and not representative of any specific situation. Your results will vary. The hypothetical rates of return used do not reflect the deduction of fees and charges inherited to investing. And disease are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. God, we will. You're the we FedEx will, guy. We will rent him out. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if I was going to make it through that that quickly but i tried so yeah and it's true i mean obviously that 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 is an example your your results would be different but there are there is data out there john you i remember you and i going to a conference a few years ago uh in boston where they brought out uh some information that the sequence this example we gave was different years right but you could take the same calendar year the same calendar year and do different months and still wind up in drastically different results. You you really can, depending upon what's happening in the markets and the economy and what have you. And our deal is, look, we're not going to try to time the market. We're not right. going to try to pick stocks around this. We're going to strategize around it. We're going to be sure that it doesn't matter 
what happens as far as the market is concerned, as far as your guaranteed income goes. Now, obviously, as you think about how this is constructed, and in your mind's eye, if you'll just kind of think through building a house where you have a foundation, you have a living area, and you have a, a roof or an attic. That foundation is what we're talking about right now because what you try to do there is to create a balance sheet. You've got monthly liabilities, food, clothing, transportation, shelter, taxes, insurance, all the things that are necessary for you to live your life Financially, those are all liabilities. And what you want to do is to match those liabilities with financial assets, not necessarily lump sum dollars, but in terms of monthly income. How do you meet those liabilities with the assets? Well, in the prior to retiring, you were in a situation where you had a paycheck that was created an asset that was available to take care of those liabilities on this side. You've got to replace that paycheck, and that's what the ready-to-retire process does first, is we look to replace the paycheck of the breadwinners of the family, so to speak, in terms of what their assets need uh, to be taken care of in terms of income. Look, there are three types of retirees. You have either overfunded your retirement, underfunded your retirement, or you're constrained, you're right there in the middle at risk, if you don't do it right, of running out of money in retirement. If you've overfunded it, well, you know, that. how do you know if you've overfunded it first? That's the first question I would have. If you haven't done a plan for retirement income, how do you know if you've overfunded retirement? Certain people know, obviously, if you've got millions and millions of dollars and you're not going to spend a lot in retirement. But right. until you've gone through the process, maybe you have a, a 1.5, maybe you have two, maybe you have one, and you don't know. If you've overfunded retirement, that needs to be the first thing is a written plan with your income wants and your income needs considered and built into uh, a, an income plan over the course of your lifetime with inflation adjusted raises to see do, do you have enough assets to support your retirement. And then you'd know if you're overfunded and have leftovers, uh, leftover funds available. Underfunded just means you, you probably haven't saved much. Um, they have very little in terms of retirement savings. So you're going to have to rely on social security. Uh, that's what we call the fixed income retiree. Um, but constrained investors, which makes up the majority of retirees and the majority, quite frankly, of the people that we work with, they have saved consistently consistency for retirement. They have done what they needed to do between the 20s, right? Yep. And here we are reaching the 20 yard line, getting into that retirement red zone. Is their, their savings is high enough but they have to have a withdrawal strategy. They have to have an income plan that is sound and an investment strategy that takes into consideration the sequence risk that we just talked about because timing risk is the greatest among the constrained investor. Scott, those folks have a very thin margin of error. They don't have a lot of wiggle room as far as things going wrong in their plan or what have you. Let's go back to the football analogy. If Arkansas had been up, let's say, by three or four touchdowns and we fumbled the ball in the red zone and they ran it back. Okay, well, they got one on us, but we still had a big enough lead that we could have, you know, survived that. But I think that when you are thinking about a very thin margin and then you have that big swing in momentum and that big turn where you didn't put points on the board and then gave them seven points, then you, you don't have time to recover from that. And I think that's really a very uh, apropos part of this, Troy, as you look at trying to, to uh, approach retirement in the red zone. Well, like you just mentioned, that if we would have had two or three touchdown lead, that's your overfunded person in yeah, retirement. It, right. does, it doesn't matter that they gave up some some gains or whatever, had a few losses in their portfolio. They were okay there. 
Uh, and then on the other hand, the other side of that, an underfunded person for retirement is the team that's already down by three or four touchdowns and they make a mistake. They weren't going to win that game anyway. Mm. But but it's the close game. It is the A&M game. That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about here. That's the constrained investor, and that's where having a plan is is so important for that person. And guys, you know, we work with all kinds of retirees. We work with underfunded retirees. We work with overfunded retirees. But the biggest uh, group of people that we work with are those constrained investors, those folks that don't have a whole lot of margin. They don't have a whole lot of wiggle room. They don't have a whole lot of ability to weather a big storm unless they do some things to solidify and guarantee some things in their portfolio. So clearly the red zone strategy is to take care of business first. Be sure that your required income is is locked down and taken care of in retirement. Offensive coordinators will tell you that it's tougher to call plays in the red zone because of the shortened field. And if you think about what that produces and the tendency to do is to get conservative, right, is to run the ball up the middle and, mm-hmm. and hope you get to the end zone, right? And you think about without a plan, when a retiree or a pre-retiree enters their retirement red zone, without a plan, they've got this pile of assets, right, that they've saved their whole life for, but they're scared to use it, right? Because right. they don't have a plan for how it's going to be used. And I think that's probably more um, more common in a client meeting room when we start bringing people into the planning process than the other as far as like, I'm just going to go spend frivolously and, and, and see what happens. But there's this just-in-case plan, the just-in-case retirement is what we call it. Well, there. and building that foundation gives you the freedom to spend the other money. Uh, the rest of your assets, once you've built that foundation to replace the the basic income that you need, then that gives you a tremendous amount of freedom to do what you want to do. Because, Troy, at that particular point in time, you know the bills are paid. And, and it's like having a bonus uh, on top of your paycheck. Yeah, Scott Scott mentioned getting too conservative in the red zone. Yeah. And I see this all the time. People think, okay, I'm five years out from retirement. And you've heard that as you get closer to retirement, you need to take all of your money out of equities and you need to move it over to something that's more conservative. We think about it a little differently because if you were going to use all of that money in the first five or 10 years of retirement, then that would make sense because you don't want it fluctuating up and down very much. That's not how retirement actually works, though. You're still going to have a portion of your money, even if you're close to retirement, that you're not going to use until you know 15 years and beyond. So that's one thing that we we try to educate people on is, yes, we definitely need to take some portion of the assets and move them over to where they're conservative and where if there is uh, choppy markets like we're in right now, it's that's not really affected. But there also still needs to be a portion of your assets that is still set up and can take advantage of when the market goes up, because that's going to help us keep up with inflation over time. Yep. Yeah, and I was about to say, Scott, that's the other mm-hmm. risk that, that you really didn't have to deal with as far as your retirement is concerned as you were accumulating money, because inflation wasn't a factor. You weren't yep. spending the money. Yep. But now, when you think about creating income, you better have a way to increase that income over the course of your retirement. Tim and I, who works with me here in the Little Rock office, we went to lunch at Chipotle yesterday. Yeah. And I brought cash. I I don't always pay cash for my lunch, but I do oftentimes. And I was at the end of the line, and I pulled out my cash that I had with me, and I pulled out three fives, $15, because I know things are going up, and I got ready to pay my Chipotle lunch. And guess what it was? $16. $17. (laughs) 
and and I thought I had anticipated inflation. I thought I had planned for inflation. Oh, and yeah. man, you don't get out very easily it, these days. It's getting close to twenty dollars, and we know that. You know Lunch. that. Yes, you know that. I mean, people listening to us, watching us, they know that we are in a exceptionally high inflationary environment right now, where we're in the seven to eight percent range. That's not going to stay the course through your retirement. You need to look at an average, and historical average is between three and four depending on when you look at the 50-year look back. But let's say 3%, even with a 3% inflation rate. In 20 years, you're still going to see that buying power eroded. So if you want $2,000 a month from your assets in day one of retirement, it's going to need to be twice that if you live a long retirement. Yeah, I, and I think about the the fact that I remember, everybody remember the dollar menu? Is there even, <laughs> yeah. even such a thing as a dollar menu anymore? Probably you might, not. You could probably get two nuggets maybe for yeah. that. <laughs> But, you know, is it a $5 menu now? I don't yeah. know. But the, the point is, is that things are going to get more expensive the older you get in retirement. And you say, well, I might not be spending as much money. Well, that may be true. But right. the things that you are spending money on are going to be more expensive. And so I think it's just, uh, just part and parcel. You've got to think about the fact that, first of all, the, if you go for 10 years in retirement, something that cost you $1,000 today probably is going to cost you somewhere in the neighborhood of fifteen to sixteen hundred dollars ten years down the road mm-hmm. because of inflation. And then when you stop and also think about the fact that we are as a country uh, generally ex-COVID and then this you know impaired the numbers a little bit, but we are generally living longer. Yeah. And so longevity is the third thing that we've got to think about when you're building that retirement income plan. Yeah. And that's the thing that doesn't really sound to most people like a risk because, well, I want to live a long time, but it is a, a risk to your portfolio. It is a risk to your income. And that's why you have to plan for a long retirement. Troy, we say this all the time on the radio. I say it in the client meeting room. It is better because a lot of people will say, well, I'm not going to live 90 years old, right? I don't need a plan for 90. Let's front load this thing. Let's spend Mm -hmm. it because I'm going to be dead at 75. And that may be true, but you have to be able to plan for a long retirement and it not happen rather than not plan for a long retirement and it happen. Yeah, we we don't want to see anybody completely run out of money. So on all the plans we put together, we're going to factor in, you know, building in a backstop, which is basically just taking a small portion of your assets when you begin retirement, putting them in a growth bucket to where we're going to say, okay, this little bit of money, we're going to build you a 25, 30 year plan. And the goal for this bucket is just for it to grow for that time period. We're going to leave it alone, let it do what it does. Uh, and, and, you know, when you get to the end of that plan, if you're still here, that means now we still have money we can kind of go back and split that up and continue income for you for several more years. Scott, I think as painful as today's market is, and obviously we're going through uh, you know a changing time now, yeah. but as painful as this is right now, I think this too shall pass. Just like in 2021, I was saying this too shall pass. Things will not ever be as good or as bad as you think they are. And so for folks who are listening to us today and going, oh, well, they're crazy as, as all get out because they're talking about investing in equities and equities are, are just plummeting. We've seen that before. Yeah. But, but what we know to be true 
is that equities and real estate are the only two asset classes historically that have continued to keep pace with inflation and and put you ahead of inflation. And that's what we're talking about overcoming. It is the risk of inflation and also the risk of longevity that your money needs to last a long time. So there has to be a growth component to that. I saw the other day that the 2022 so far, which we're about to finish the third quarter, has been the worst year for the 60-40, the second worst year ever for the 60-40 portfolio. Now, you think about that, right? Yeah. But, we do, but you do still need some of your assets in equities in retirement, some of your assets in bonds. But those are not the only two asset classes. John, you mentioned real estate. Right. You, cash, right, for, for the early in bucket. There are more than two asset classes. So this time in history not only emphasizes the need for a retirement income plan, it also emphasizes the need for diversification. And we're constantly looking at those asset classes and, and trying to monitor whether there is an appropriate opportunity to introduce a new asset class uh, to the equation. You know, some people would uh, you say, well, what about Bitcoin? Well, we don't think Bitcoin is actually an asset class. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something that we offer here at GenWealth. And so, uh, but we are always on the lookout to say, you know, Times change, and we've got to think about how that change is going to affect someone's retirement income plan. And that retirement income plan is the critical factor here. And I think that if you look at at creating a plan, that plan has got to be able to be molded and shaped based on what may change in your life, what may change in the economy, and what may change as far as your retirement is concerned. So when you think about when you want to retire, if the plan's in place, you'll have some certainty on the table in front of you as to when you can actually do that. You hear the final bell there, and that means it is time for our final thoughts. And Troy, we'll start with you. Yeah, so you know, retirement is is your responsibility. You've got to make that happen. You have to be disciplined to save for retirement. And when you're in retirement, you have to be disciplined in how much money you take out and making sure that that lasts for the rest of your life. Um, but you don't have to do all of that by yourself. So really, no matter what stage you're in, you know, we're we're here to help um, every athlete, even weird sports like golf, you know, where it just looks like it's just a one-man show. They've still got coaches and people that, that help caddy. them along the way. Right? Got a caddy. Caddy. right. Yeah. Guys, I think that if you stop and think about the whole structure of retirement uh, and this whole thing that we've used in the analogy uh, of the retirement red zone, you can't be afraid to call an audible. And an audible is simply just making a pivot, making a change. If you've been rocking along and your advisor hasn't been talking to you about how you're going to sustain income in retirement and they don't have a written plan for you to do just that, then you probably ought to call an audible and say, okay, what else can I do? Who else can I consult with to get me from point A to point B in retirement? It is not the same as saving money uh, during your accumulation years. It literally is a different game that you're playing. So be sure you get the right advice from advisors that are skilled in the area of retirement income, and we'd be glad to help you with that. My final thought is take the first step. You can find out for free how likely you are to score in the retirement red zone by visiting 15minuteretirement.com or text the word CHECKUP to 501 381 5228. Again, that's 501 381 5228.
And that's all the time we have for this week's show. We thank you for being with us on the Get Ready for the Future show as we entered the retirement red zone. We hope there was some great information, some education for you. Don't be afraid to reach out and call for help, and that can be a written financial plan. We will talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building toward financial independence, share the podcast with your friends and family. The Gen Wealth financial team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC.